Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, your host of Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. In this podcast, we'll tackle some of your toughest real estate questions. Each episode will provide you with detailed answers and proven solutions to some of the biggest challenges facing realtors today. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to the Windermere Ask a Coach podcast. And today, I thought we would talk about the standards of practice uh, through Windermere Real Estate. And one of the things that we've noticed as there's been a a change in the market, meaning that when things get a little bit um, uncertain or people start having some concerns about what's going on. So, for example, you know, we're experiencing uh, it increased in interest rates and we have a drop in production and we have agents that are not doing as many transactions as they have in the past. In fact, it's predicted that in the United States for 2023, we'll go from 6 million uh, home sales down to 4 million. And, and when that happens, what you find is the client will migrate to quality. And so what do we mean by that? It means that when things are uncertain, we will go seek out the professional, the more professional individual um, because we need that certainty. So for example, if I've got a cut on my arm or I need stitches, I may go to urgent care because I need it quickly. But if I had a serious illness, I may seek a professional, somebody who specializes in that particular illness, right? Um, because I, I will migrate towards quality uh, when I'm highly uncertain. And so we have an industry that has a very, very low barrier of entry. And there's agents who are uh, representing buyers and sellers from all different types of companies that are out there. And my question to you is how many of us are operating from a standards of practice? And uh, this comes from the book by uh, James Clear from Atomic Habits. He says, if you want to optimize, meaning optimize your output, optimize your business, optimize your success, you must standardize. And so I just thought today would be nice as we go through this podcast is to think about, you know, what are the Windermere standards? And then if you're with Windermere, my question I would ask you, have you read them? Do you understand what they are? Number one. Number two is if you're not with Windermere, does your company have standards? And if they do, have you read them? And number three, if you're a potential buyer or seller today, you know what? Find those professionals out there who are at that level of professionalism, of integrity, of trust, of honesty, of being consistent and have standards because they're going to help you and promote you the best they possibly can. The other one is this, is that many times we may have companies that state that they have these standards, but when you work with individuals in that company, you quickly realize that they're not, uh, their audio and video are not in sync. And so what I mean by that is what they say and what they do aren't the same. I recently had this experience with a company that does heating and cooling and you read their website and they very clearly state all these things that they profess they do for the client. Yet my experience with them was exactly the opposite. And so even though Windermere says we have standards of practice, do all of our agents abide by our standards of practice? I don't think they do. Um, so I thought I would just bring this forefront to say, hey, if you're not familiar with our standards of practice, you might want to do it. So let me just let me just read you our mission statement from the standards of practice, and we'll just touch on some of the key elements. So the mission is the Windermere standards of practice embody our commitment to the highest standard of service to our clients while providing a framework for our professional agents. 
Standard practices are not laws, rules, or mandates. Rather, they are guidelines and expectations for making good decisions. They are about personal responsibility, respect, trust, and clarity, and that's what makes them wise and timeless. They have been a guiding light for Windermere since our earliest days as a company. They make us us. So what do they consist of? Well, they're broken down. There's basically, if, I, if I'm looking at the document that I have right here in front of me, there's basically eight areas that they touch on. And there's actually a place at the end of it that says, I endorse and agree to abide by the license laws in the state in which I hold an active license, the NAR code of ethics, these standards of practice, and Windermere's conflict resolution procedures, and you actually sign it and date it. Um, something you might want to look at. So what are they? Well, let's look at the first one is this. Client and business relationships are the foundation of our business and success. So clients' interests always come before self-interest. Key one. Just keeping in touch regularly with our clients, educating our clients, asking direct questions, respecting legitimate requests by clients for termination of working relationships, right? Just understanding and observing all duties, obligations, and limitations to our business relationships. This is just critical piece. Uh, the second one is agent relationships are the foundation of successful transactions. Respect your colleagues. Honesty is owed to all parties. Respect all contractual relationships. Whenever possible, make presentations face-to-face -face with other agents and or their clients. Um, you know, this, I'll give an example of this. I had an agent that I was coaching not too long ago that was new, new to the business. And this agent was so excited because they just got this potential listing in this condo unit and they were not really sure how to price it. And, you know, I, I will say, I think one of the toughest things to do in this business is pricing. And uh, so they said, what should I do? And I said, well, there's got to be some people in your office you can turn to. And I said, by the way, has there been any activity in that condo unit prior to you getting this potential listing? And this client said, yes, there has been. I said, great. Uh, reach out to the agent. I said, oh, I'm so excited. It's also a winning agent. I said, terrific. Give them a call and just find out, you know, how their listing went. And so our client makes, our coaching client makes that call to the agent and the response uh, wasn't so great. And the response went something like this, and I'm paraphrasing, but wow, so how did you get a listing in this condo unit? Don't you know that that I am the agent for that condo unit? Um, uh, how did I not know about this? And uh, was really uh, just disrespectful to this agent. And so this agent came back to me and said, what do I do? Did I do something wrong? I didn't know that they owned that condo unit. I said, they don't. You know, agents don't own a neighborhood. They don't own an. They don't own a client. They don't own a uh, a condo unit. They don't own a, an area. An agent has the responsibility to create solid relationships based on trust. And when that happens, you have a client that most likely will refer you. If you did not get that referral or that listing didn't come your way, it's nobody's fault but your own. And to treat another agent that way is just absurd, right? It just, it doesn't make any sense. And here's the other thing that just dawned on me. So let's say that this agent that we're coaching gets that listing. And now that other agent that works obviously in that condo development has a potential buyer and now has a buyer and they're bringing that buyer to the table with an offer. What type of relationship have they created by just that interaction, that poor interaction with that potential listing agent uh, by not having any standards or any code of ethics or just any, just being nice, 
It just blows my mind sometimes the way that we will treat each other. So agent relationships are the foundation of a successful transaction. Folks, when you're having negotiations, it's two people negotiating for common ground. And what we know is collaborative negotiation has a much higher success rate, almost 75% more than combative, combative negotiations. And if I don't have a good working relationship with my colleagues, you know what, I'm putting myself and my clients in a bad position because now not only are my clients suffering, but they're suffering because of my poor ability to work with my colleagues, all right? I want you to think about that. Really think about that. Uh, number three, communicate when mistakes are misunderstood or occur. Folks, if you may have a misunderstanding or you make a mistake, own the mistake. I just had recently, just the other day, I had a uh, somebody who was representing a seller and uh, the uh, buyer's agent did not look closely at the contracts and they missed a deadline and a date that caused the buyers to lose their earnest money. That was completely a mistake by their buyer's agent of just not communicating effectively. And then they blamed it on the listing agent. And so own your mistakes, right? Own your mistakes. Um, so that so that's a big one that's on there. Uh, the next one on here is communicate when mistakes are mis are 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 uh, misunderstood. Where well, you did that one? Misunderstood. Communicate. The next one on. Let's go to the next one. Uh, recognize the limits of your own knowledge and expertise. Always ask yourself what is best for the client. I'll give you an example on this. So let's say that I uh, work and I'm just going to geographically areas that I'm familiar with. Let's say here. Uh, in Washington state, we have what's called Eastern Washington and Western Washington. So let's say that I have a client and they say to me, well, you know what? We want to buy a second home and we'd like to buy a second home in Cleelum. Okay, great. And I, you know, I'm licensed in the state of Washington. And so guess what? Why don't I just represent you over there? Uh, that's a bad idea, right? Why don't I do this? Why don't I refer you to an agent over there that can represent you the best they can because that's their expertise, but what happens is, folks, we get in this mindset of scarcity where we think we need to have everything. And so we don't go to a mindset of abundance. And what we're doing is we're actually not performing the best we can for our clients. They're not being represented as best they could be represented. Folks, if it's not in your area of expertise, why are you doing it? The beauty of this business is you can refer and establish good quality working relationships with other fellow colleagues. So keep in mind, that's a really big one. Uh, number five, keep yourself fully informed on real estate issues and changes such as license law, legal and local issues, financing, current trends, MLS rules and regulations, and the current code of ethics. Are you equipping yourself with enough knowledge so you can perform successfully in that arena? Uh, the next one, number six, respect and follow fair housing laws and provide equal professional services regardless of race, color, religion, sex, or sexual orientation familial status, disabilities, national origins, and other legally protected classes, all advertising and marketing materials should be non-discriminatory. My gosh, we see this happen a lot, right? This is a big one. Number seven, respect all Windermere marketing materials, logos, and sign standards, and follow all guidelines for, for, for personal websites. Recognize that social networking is public in nature. Be mindful when using these sites for business purposes. Again, review your guidelines. Uh, and then the last one, number eight, actively encourage full compliance with the spirit of Windermere guidelines. 
for standards of practice, presentations, expertise, and multiple offers. Lead by example and follow the golden rule. Take responsibility for your own actions. Involve the branch manager and corporate in a respectful manner when violations of the Windermere guidelines are alleged. And when concrete evidence suggests uh, wrongdoing without remorse, apology, or restitution, use the Windermere grievances procedure in a timely manner. Um, these are just things that we feel as a company, as Windermere, that our agents should abide by. They should know them. And by the way, hold each other accountable. And you know what? Here's the other thing. Just be a good human being, right? Treat others with respect, have integrity, be kind, be people better than when you found them, remove the drama from your everyday activity, and be respectful of people's choices. People make choices that is the best for them. It is not your job to tell them if they're bad or if they're good. It's for you to respect what they want to do and represent yourself and your clients in the best light that you possibly can. It will come back to you. You know, the world has a phenomenal accounting system. Karma is a real thing. So I want you to think about that today. I think the whole purpose of my podcast today is when we coach, when we're coaching our clients, one of the things we look at is we always ask the question, is what you're wanting to do in the best interest of your client or is it in the best interest of you? Is it based in abundance or is it based in scarcity? Is it based in helping or is it based in protecting? How are you moving forward? And does it apply to the standards that Windermere has set forth that we have had for quite some time? So if you're not familiar with the standards of practice, you can find those. Those are on the worksite. You can just go to the worksite, Windermere Online Resource Center, type in standards of practice. You will find those. I highly recommend if you're a Windermere agent, please go back and read them and maybe uh, meet with your manager and sign it that you read it. If you're a manager listening today, how many of you have reset with your agents and just covered it? Maybe you want to make it one of your morning meetings, uh, your weekly meetings. Say, hey, everybody, you know what? It's time for us to just go back and look over standards of practice. Because the other thing I've noticed, and this was brought to my attention the other day by Matthew Farrar, who uh, did a, a social media post where he just talked about people seem to be getting upset lately a lot. And there tends to be a lot more tension and anger that's going around. And when that happens, it's good to go back to our standards. It's good to go back and say, hey, let's look at the foundational, uh, the foundation that we set for how we can show up to represent our clients uh, the best we can, how we can be respectful of each other as colleagues and how we can move forward in a very professional manner. And I think it's something that we all need to revisit. So if you haven't, please do so. Um, take a look at that and see if that makes sense. Read over it. If you aren't with Windermere, go to your company and ask, hey, do we have a standards of practice? And if you are a person who's thinking about buying or selling, this is a big piece. You want to have somebody who's representing you that has high integrity, that you can trust, that is looking out for your best interest, and that is also very collaborative in nature and how they interact with their fellow colleagues. All right, everybody, I hope you found that helpful. Uh, let us know if you like our podcast, if you like what we talk about, if it if it causes you to think, if it causes you to want to um, take action, please share this out. We'd really appreciate it. And if you have great content that you'd like us to uh, dive into, we'd be happy to do that. And if you feel that you might be a great guest uh, on our podcast, we're always looking for more people to talk to that can bring great ideas, creative strategies, and, um, you know, increase the level of professionalism in our industry. All right, everybody. Hey, I want to thank you for taking the time today. We always end these like we always do by saying, be awesome and help somebody. And please, please, please make it a great day.
We just want to thank you for listening to Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. If you found our content helpful, please feel free to share it. And we always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.